Hi, my name is Tracy G and I'm an inner work coach, NLP trainer and podcaster extraordinaire. Passionate about equality and a world that is more diverse and inclusive, giving each and every one of us the opportunity to be the best version of ourselves. As a biracial woman, I've experienced my fair share of discrimination in the past and come out on top. We all know that discrimination and bias still exists in the world today, and it's not always easy to know what to do about it. This podcast, All One Inclusive, is about celebrating all diversity and being proud of all that you are. I chat with inspiring guests and my friends as we share stories from news sources and listeners from all over the world who have experienced some form of discrimination firsthand. The aim is for us to be able to discuss this issue more openly so it becomes better understood by all and provide tips about what you can do to make a difference. The world may have a lot of catching up to do, but if we can imagine a more equal world, we can create change step by step, ripple by ripple. Morning, Mino! Happy hump day! And I, I've got hours. I'm in the Christmas mode. Yes, so it's Christmas. I've got a jumper. Good. I'm gonna get. I've got antlers on, but you can't really see them with the background there. Yeah, disappeared. <laughs> yeah, they disappeared. Oh, indeed. Mm. I have a lot of Christmas stuff. I should buy some t-shirt or something. Yeah. And I have this amazing Christmas earrings that I bought. Maybe last year or the year before, absolutely massive gold Christmas trees. Awesome. And I just found them and I was going to wear them, but one's broke, like the back was come off it. So annoying. So sad. But anyway, yeah. it's broke. Very sad. So, oh, well, it's actually not Christmas. We're recording this quite early, but yes. that's because we're tra- I'm traveling to the UK and well, to make sure we've got episodes going out, I might. And it's also Mina's last episode. Oh, yeah. It will be my last episode. But never say never. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe Mina will come back and chat to us again. Maybe. Mm. Maybe. Oh. Yes. But I am excited <laughs> about who the new person will be. So, because that's quite the mystery. Yeah. Yeah. Can you believe it? Oh my God. I cannot believe it. Very close to 2025. Yes. The years, the years just seem to fly. Indeed. Time does not stop. And any anything exciting happening at the minute for you? What you did for Christmas? Are we we're spending it together, right? Yes, we are doing Christmas together with maybe a couple more people than usual which will be exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I don't think there's going to be, this This Christmas is going to be a, a working one for me. I'm not going to take time off. So yeah, um, yeah. just the public holidays. So yeah, busy, busy. Same. Yes. I, I don't know. I might need a little couple of days after traveling from the UK because yeah. I'm working in the UK, not full time, but working while I'm there. Plus I've got every weekend mm. jam-packed. Where it stopped. Yes, it's going to be a busy time for you in the UK, and then you're going to land here, and it's going to be Christmas. So, um, life, life. Yeah. I don't get so such a slide into yeah, 
crazy. I've got a friend who's turning 40 next year who wants to go away for her birthday and wants to go to the Philippines. She's just been and it was amazing. And I'm just like, oh, I'm like so excited about that. I'm like that. What? For Christmas, you mean? No, no, for early next year. Oh. So, yeah, so we'll be going. So, so you're going to go in the Philippines next year? So yeah, just for a week or so. It would be amazing. Because, yeah, the beaches look beautiful. She, While she was there, she swam with, what are they called? The sharks that are really flat and huge. Flats? Yeah, they're like. Oh. I'll do like compressions with your hands. Reef, well, reef sharks aren't flat, but I don't know what kind of sharks are flat. Yeah, it's weird. I'm trying to find big flat right now. Oh, one of these. What's it called? What is it called? Whale shark. Oh, whale shark. Yeah. And she took video and it looks so scary, like even watching the video. So, yeah, I don't know. But she was perfectly fine. Um, yes, there you go. She swam with a whale shark. So, wow. You need to get yourself a GoPro then. You're going to go? Yes. We'll see. Getting you in the water with the shark in the first place. And then, yeah. Might just be a gro- GoPro of me standing on the beach going, oh, I think there's a whale shark in there. <laughs> All right. So that's what you'll be doing. You'll be going on holiday to the Philippines. Beautiful. And All right, we've got some stories. Yeah, some of them, some are a bit older, but you know, we've got finding stories fit fit the theme. We want to talk about them, mm. tension. So, what's on oh, this? Actually, this one happened recently. Although it'll be later when we go to air. So, what's what's the story? It actually made me laugh, but in a not in a in a happy way or a joyful way. In a very, it's so stupid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's so stupid. So this is an ABC News story, and um, the title is Hottest List Ranking Female Graduates in Infrastructure Department Reportedly Circulated by Male Staff. I mean, so this is a hottest list of ranking um, that ranks junior women by attractiveness. It was reportedly circulated within a male-dominated graduate program in the infrastructure department. This is a government department, obviously. Yeah, so this is a government, like Australian government. Yes. Um, they were, so somebody reported it, alleged that it, it existed in March, and then in May somebody actually put in a formal, you know, complaint, formal complaint in May, which was investigated, and they couldn't find the list, but they said that that doesn't mean it didn't exist. Obviously, it did exist because some people had seen it. So, you know, they've been doing the normal things, talking to the female graduates and things like that to make sure they're all okay. But yeah, but it's all right. This is like, it's like something like really childish, like at high school or something. Yes, indeed. I mean, but there's a couple of, I've got like lots of thoughts going on in my head right First thing says, like, childish and maybe they're senior men or what is it? maybe they're not senior men. It doesn't really matter. But when you're a junior woman, it's kind of, yeah. ooh. It's like that, yeah. ooh. And, yeah. like, a bit creepy yeah. as well. Exactly. That men have been, like, rating you on attractiveness and, you know, against other younger young women in the department. So that's, ooh. Yeah. That, ooh. Ooh. Yeah. 
And the fact that, you know, it's a list that somebody's put together, like that takes time and effort, right? It's just like, why would you take the time to do something ridiculous like that? It's, yeah, I don't know. Don't believe for a second they couldn't find it because they keep all their emails on the servers. Like they wanted to find it, could find it. Yeah, I think they haven't looked very hard, but I don't know. It just seems ridiculous that this sort of thing happens still. Like, and like you said, if this was high school, you'd be like, okay, high school, you know, the the kids or whatever, I don't know. But this is a government workplace and it includes, yeah, I just don't. I don't know how I think it's okay. Yeah. I don't know how they think that's harmless or okay. Yeah. It's not creepy. Only one third of the population of graduates is actually female, two thirds men. So. Yeah, this is the thing, isn't it? And then, it, but then, so there's that story, and then it made me think. Well, where is where in society does it seem acceptable to have this hearty list? Mm-hmm. And we all we do we have it with the celebrities, yeah, you know, the hottest men or the hottest. I don't think there's a hottest women, but I think there probably is. Oh yeah, there's a hottest women. Yeah, so they do have it in like celebrity world. Yes. So context, I guess. Mm. I don't know. Do we do you agree with that? That I mean, in that way? Yes, to an extent, because the celebrities kind of sign up for that sort of thing, right? You know, and they always they're they're on magazine covers and they're on things that, you know, they they do ads where, you know, they feature clothes, but they feature their body and and so it's natural for people to go, oh, yeah, okay, fair enough. Who's hotter? You know, oh, I'm gonna watch that movie. Some stars are even bankable on the fact that, oh, it's this star, so we're going to go watch it because I love him or I love her and I love him because of these reasons, you know. In a workplace, you don't sign up for things like that. Like there is no, you know, when you take your stupid ID photo that you look terrible in, it's never like, oh, yes, you know, doing this so people can rank me or, you know, like it's just never any, like, thing. Not in no. Otherwise. So, yeah, and I think at some point... It's interesting and and people can have controversy with celebrities. And the funny thing for me when it's celebrities is everybody has like a different, you know, different person they like. And it's almost like it helps highlight, even if you're talking about it amongst your friends, you know, about, oh, yeah, look at how different our taste in men is or our taste in women or whatever it is. But that's not okay when it's real people, you know. Well, they are real people. You know. It's not like you could, you know, uh, it's an embarrassing thing. I think somebody had, maybe I dreamt this, I don't know, that Keanu Reeves was around them. They had, like, somebody rang their phone while they were talking or, you know, and Keanu Reeves' picture popped up on their phone because that's their, like, background or whatever because they're, like, in love with Keanu Reeves. So that's embarrassing because you're just like, oh, my God, you know. That shouldn't be the thing with real people. You know, you shouldn't talk like that about people that you see every day because you're real people. Sorry, it just made me laugh when you said that. I know that. You mean, well, you know, it's that quote. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks about you. It matters what you think about yourself and what Keanu Reeves would think about you. Those are the two things that matter. But, you know, it's creepy when you're talking about you know, the person who sits at the next desk and, you know, like you're looking at them in that way. Like that's just not cool. It is. It's creepy. 
it's gross even. I guess the difference is you're right with actors and celebrities. Part of it generally, mm. very generalized, is the look. They yeah. sell the look. They sell their, their attractiveness, sells yeah. their popularity. Yeah. You know, you'd like to think it's purely based on talent, but I don't think that's <laughs> true. <laughs> Although, you know, some a lot have both, so... And and they work really hard. Like that thing when Chris Hemsworth, when he first did that Thor movie and how the director tells the story that he was actually really embarrassed to ask Chris Hemsworth to take his shirt off and like awkwardly sort of approached him saying, we need to do the shot. And Chris was like, of course we need to do the shot. I've been working on this for like six months here. And he's like, well, like you know, they've worked hard. That's what they're trying to do. Well, you know. It's the drama. It's their job. It's literally their job, you know. Mm. So, yeah. It's a whole different thing when you talk about celebrities or models or whatever. Mm. Yeah, it's just not okay at work. But, yeah, it's just gross and felt really bad for those women. I'm, I'm still frustrated. I don't believe for a second they couldn't find out who started that list. Mm. And, and you think, what's the difference between women complimenting? People, we do it, like, when women do it, in general, it's not a um, sexual thing. Like, oh, you, I love your earrings or I love your shirt or you're looking fantastic today or, you know, people do that in the workplace and that's fine because you're trying to, you know, yeah. you're actually just complimenting someone and you're not taking it any further than that. Exactly. And men can do that as well for women. You can tell the difference. Yeah, exactly. You've had that, you know, who, men who were like, oh, yeah, there's a line, but, you know, you look great today. That's what we're going to say. Um, Wait, this is it. This is a man saying to you, Mia, you look great today. Oh, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Oh, Mino, you're looking great today. <laughs> now there's a difference. Yes. There's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, cool. Thanks. <laughs> but actually, the number of times I've to- been told at work, especially like shit. You look like shit. Yeah. <laughs> That too. Oh no! Somebody said to me one of the pharmacists the other day. She was like, oh, "I love how you dress now," because you know I've come back to this workplace. And I laughed because I'm like, "I love how you say now," because yeah, it was rubbish when I was younger. But you know, when I was younger, the number of times people said to me, mostly men, to be honest, "Oh, you're not smiling today." What's wrong? You know, like it was weird the number of times. Like you just don't feel like it, and you'd be like, "No, it's fine," you know. Yeah. It's a good thing that you should be smiling all the time. I'm sure they don't. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I guess I'm a smiley person in general. But, yeah, it was it was irritating, it used to be. I used to get, not all the time, but a few times, I guess I've got what they call a resting bitch face. Really? I don't really like that term. So it's called a resting moody face, let's call it that. When I'm not smiling or I'm concentrating, I'm just not smiling. Yeah. But maybe I look unhappy when I'm not. I'm just that's, that's, that's the neutral face pose. Really? But I had it. I remember going to site. I was just sat in like the reception area of the hospital, waiting to, to be come to me, come get me. And I was looking at my life. I was just thinking, I was looking at some random walks past guy. He goes, "Oh, don't worry, love. It might never happen." And that's something they say in England, actually. <laughs> oh, is, don't yeah. worry, love. It might never happen. As in, yeah. you look like something terrible is going to happen. Yeah. Um, or what's wrong? Or are you okay? And I have it a few times in the office. Mm. People walk past the girl. Is everything all right? I'm just not. 
smiling yeah. in in this moment, frustrating or whatever. Yeah, I had one of the doctors say that to me, like when I came to talk to them about something. They're like, well, "Where's the smile?" And I'm just like, "What?" And they're like, "What? You can't. Why? Why is your bad? So your day so bad?" And I'm just like, "It's not." And I'm like, "What?" And it feels so strange. Too. So if you're not smiling, you must be having a bad day. Hmm. We should think a really good comeback for that. We yeah, said, "Yeah, like, yeah." To me now, where's your smile? All right, and then uh, less amazing story, mm-hmm. although that was still disturbing. Uh, this is interesting because the, we have every year, you know, Melbourne Fashion Week, Sydney Fashion Week, London Fashion Week, New York Fashion Week, and of course Paris Fashion Week. Mm-hmm. And I found it interesting because we did interview a model or somebody who was a model who's mm-hmm. black, and she did talk about racism in a different way in the sense that she was meeting the quota and like and the quota was one so yeah. she'd often lose out on jobs because they already had a black person kind yeah. of thing and that was like her experience in the modeling industry but what we saw this year was some black models boycott melbourne fashion week and this story is from BBC News, and it says Black Models Boycott Melbourne Fashion Week, citing racism. And I was like, okay, well, what is their experience? Because that was one example. Um, the other example was really being excluded because it uses a tokenistic model. But, you know, model modeling, they want to look, they want to size, they've got an idea of what the person looks like, do you know? Mm-hmm. Selecting models. But this is their experience. They say, They'd witnessed staff use racial slurs in front of them, had hairdressers make derogatory comments about their hair, underpaid in comparison to models who were not black. And then somebody at Melbourne, a spokesperson for the city of Melbourne, said it prides itself on being most inclusive fashion destinations from people from diverse ethnic backgrounds, the LGBTIQ plus community and those with disabilities. And they said they weren't aware of any concerns related to diversity and race involving Melbourne Fashion Week. Discrimination of any kind not tolerated, they say. But this 29-year-old model told the BBC, so his name is Jeffrey Kasubi, that Melbourne Fashion Week is just one of the fashion bodies within the industry that he and his colleagues are boycotting. So it's not just Melbourne, it's not they're the only ones doing it, there's others. Yeah. And they want to draw attention to it and hope that conditions improve people of colour. And he just talks about a racial slur. I don't, it doesn't say what it was that was used. And it says the slur had to do with the oppression of black people. Mm. I'm guessing what it was. I think it's the N word, but that's a guess because I don't say. But I'm guessing it's the N word. Uh, People, I've heard white people use that thinking they're being funny and copying rappers or something. Mm. Because I know that, you know, rappers, black rappers do use that in their, in some of their songs and work. I don't like it when anybody says it, okay, if you say black. I don't think saying it when you're black, I think the idea is that it takes away the power of the word. And I guess it does a little bit, but I still don't like the word. Mm. And, yeah, I I have seen it before. I think people just don't realise it's like you're dismissing what happened 
And people might say, well, it happened such a long time ago. I was like, well, and they'd be right, it did. So it shouldn't matter now. But the fact is it does matter now because people are being killed, people are being discriminated against, people aren't getting opportunities. So it's relevant now. Mm. And that's why it's so offensive still. But I don't think people realise how not long ago it was either. You know, the the first black child to go to a a, a white school has an Instagram page. No. As in she has her own Instagram page. And that oh, famous no. photo of her as a little girl walking into the primary school. Is this in America? By, yeah, surrounded by FBI agents. Yes. She has an Instagram page. She is still, so it actually isn't that long ago, you know, when people talk about things like this, oh, forget about it, you know. It was the same with when they say about the Aboriginal people here and their stolen generation. It's like there are kids today who were stolen who are still alive and can tell their story. Mm. So people need to realise it wasn't that long ago. They want it to be a long time ago. But it wasn't. Yeah, exactly. I just think that would probably happen in lots of industries, though. I mean, difference when you're in that industry, you fo- the focus is a physical appearance. Mm. And I remember when I couldn't find makeup growing up for yeah. my skin. To be fair, though, I was living in a town where it's probably, I wish I knew the stats, but it was probably 90% white. Yeah. Oh, actually not true because we had a huge um, population of Indian and Pakistani mm. families. So maybe it wasn't 90%, but the black people was like mm. very small so there wasn't makeup I used to wear makeup I found makeup the darkest color I could find and I looked like I was doing white face because, <laughs> because it was too light yeah. for my face so I just had this like lighter face oh jeez! and like and tokenism needs to stop in general like if brands want people of color and people of different sizes to buy their products, right, which they do. Now they want to include everybody in the market and whatever. Then you need to step away from tokenism. Just not the one black model, not the one person of different size. Like you just, you need to commit yeah, to doing that, you know, properly as opposed to, you know, that once a month when it's whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. I so saw an ad just the other day on Tally Big W were advertising their clothes mm. and it was women's dresses and they were like, I don't know, $12 dresses or something. And they had a big, a larger lady, yeah. one larger lady, mm. and there was like four women. The other women looked traditionally how you expect you yeah. know, the TV models to look. But there's one larger lady. I really noticed because it's a surprise. Yeah. But again, one. Yeah, and I know that there's a lot of content creators out there who try on clothes that are plus-sized, but these are clothes, it's almost like they're not clothes that they think about when they make plus-size, you know, dresses. It's almost like, oh, they've designed something for a smaller body, they've just made it bigger. So when you wear them, it just looks terrible because it wasn't actually designed with someone yeah, but not designed with people yeah. with different size hips and you yeah, know exactly. proportions. Yeah, and that's yeah. 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 It's just almost like you've just put more material into it. Yeah, it's almost like they don't even think about oh, you know, um, 
size 16 could be different from a size 22 or a size yeah, 26. Yeah. So they need to do, redesign the proportions a little bit. Yeah. So it looks ridiculous, you know. Yeah, like me. Anyway, these guys, um, so these guys are boycotting it because they're, I guess, they've got sick of it, but they're quite young, like 29. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing that it brings me to. It's still a problem if somebody who's 29 is experiencing this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They've, they've not been around very long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a problem. Mm-hmm. And I don't see why you just ignore it. So anyway, he said that in the past, when one of us has come forward to talk about our experience, it's always been dismissed. Mm-hmm. But when a group of us comes forward, it has more impact. And then it goes on to talk about another model who's been interviewed, saying she participated in the boycott. So her name's Nayeluak Les. She's South Sudanese. Um, and she says, there's nothing worse than having a false sense of representation. The forefront of an industry that does not pride itself on individuality and cultural acceptance. Um, then there was there was just just talks of experiences. Miss Leth, twenty six, so she's young as well, recalled an experience when another black model asked her to braid her hair before walking the runway during one of Australia's biggest fashion events, and that's more to do with the fact that the hairdressers couldn't do it mm. about being. You know, catering to the different models that it has. Yeah, yeah. And actually, recently, again on TikTok, I saw this black model who was so annoyed and rightly so that she was supposed to walk the catwalk or whatever she was supposed to do a photo shoot. I, I really can't remember. But that the person there to do the makeup had no colors in her shade, like her no shades in her color. Like it just wasn't the makeup that she had just wasn't right. And so she had to go out and buy makeup to like then put it on to be able to like do her job. It's like seriously. Oh, actually, you know what? You just reminded me. So the model we interviewed, she told me, I don't think she mentioned it in the podcast, but she told me that she would bring her own makeup for that reason. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy to me. Bring her own makeup and something else. Oh, like, you know, like sometimes they had to wear like nude, nude underwear. That's another example. Nude underwear, well, doesn't look nude on me. Yeah. So silly. And she, apparently, you can get, like, black, for black people, nude underwear, like, darker brown. Yeah. I didn't know. I've never seen it in my life. But she says you can. It's really difficult to find. Oh, it's not easy to find. And she found it in, like, one of the mainstream, you know, department stores here, which is really hard to find that. But she had to make sure she had that. And she would bring her own makeup. And that's ridiculous. In this day and age, that is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. And even, I'm thinking about, I was in, I did a few makeup courses in my younger days. used to like playing with that. And there was a makeup artist who taught. So I went to her class. And she would have, she'd have really dark shades, but you just mix them to match the shade. And really that's what professionals should be doing anyway. Yeah. So it shouldn't be an issue. Yeah. I mean, I've done that when I've gone to, you know, both weddings where I've been bridesmaids or whatever. That's what they do. The makeup artists, they pull out all these little shades and they sit there with almost like a palette and they they mix it all up, they test it. You know, I mean, hello. (laughs) Isn't that your job? Yeah, it's a bit crazy. Hey, that happens in a professional. Well, look, a a wedding, that's a professional, but this is like 
professional, professional, like hair and makeup. Yeah, exactly. Like these guys are paid to do a job as well, so I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't. yeah it's just anyway. And then yeah, there's more models talking about their experience. So in London, New York, and Paris, you could not get away with what the fashion industry is doing here. Mm. So London, New York, and Paris seem to be better. Right. Quote cycle. And how it treats its black models, but they don't seem to care or want to change. So apparently London, New York, and Paris are much better. Mm. So I guess it is about Australia, because where else does mm. fashion weeks? It's absolutely the most traumatizing and dehumanizing. Mm. Underpaying an overall mentally draining week, I have no desire to continue to participate. And it just really to me, it just shows how far behind Australia is, really. Mm. Yeah. They can't keep up with those things quite yeah. straightforward. The city of Melbourne spokesperson said that all models were paid the same rate, with the exception of some higher profile models, including those from diverse backgrounds. The standard rate is comparable or above similar fashion industry events, they said. And then they just talk about how there needs to be more people of colour. Um, and, and this model says, I've worked in Europe, and honestly, people are more culturally aware. It's more densely populated, so people are exposed to a lot more things. And it's true. Yeah. It's more true. densely populated, more different people, different ethnicities. Yeah. And Australia does not like that. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. They have a hard time. <laughs> um, he also explained where black, indigenous, and people of colour in Australia still have to deal with these things while living in a progressive country. Mm. Um, saying that people live in a bubble. And then the guy that's involved in the boycott said that, you know, it's been positive, the reaction's been positive, sparked important conversations, mm. but they remain sceptical that anything will change. Yeah. And they won't know until, you know, time tells, only time will tell. So, yeah, that was the story. There was another story, but it was, there's been a few ra racism in the fashion industry stories, and... There was one a few years ago, I just thought the images are funny, where um, people complained about the show as being racist. Mm. So it was in New York 2020, it's a few years ago now, where they had the models wear prosthetic ears, lips and bushy eyebrows. Yes. And, that were, and those accessories were criticised after an African-American model said she would not wear the racist items. So that was a few years ago. And then we've got Gucci. I'm just looking at all these incidents that have been reported on. And Gucci was still jumper after back, black face backlash. So they created a jumper Jeez. that was like a, a polo neck, but it went up to you could cover your nose. And it was a black jumper. And then it had like cut out your mouth and red lip line. <laughs> Now, okay. keep your face warm, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Bit of a uh, bit. I guess they shouldn't have made a black jumper. I guess the point was it was resembling a black bal balaclava jumper covered the lower half of the face, mm. featuring a red cut-out mouth. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you don't know. If that wasn't the intent, Yeah. you know, I don't think it was, but I can see how it was looked that way. So you don't necessarily know. And at the end of the day, they always drew the jumper. So what was another one? Oh, the, the row, cornrow weeks being worn by white models. 
which was seen as appropriation. And we were talking about this. I was like, appropriation is to me just weird. And doesn't necessarily offend me. I guess different contexts it might. What offends me is um, using features of black people as a point of ridicule. That's a different thing. You know, features and cultural aspects of a ethnicity, ethnic group that are in a ridicule way. Yeah. That would offend me. Do you get that in like Indian? Yeah. I mean, not, not ridicule. That's the thing I think people, I guess a lot of people admire, especially Indian clothes and Indian jewelry and things like that. A lot of people wear them, which is nice to be honest, which is nice to see what I find a little bit weird is when they don't do it very well. Like, you know, you know, I've had that when somebody's turned up to a function and even though they have Indian friends and they could have asked, they didn't ask and ended up wearing, you know, a sari that looked terrible. Like just the way they wore it just looked really bad. And and so I'm just, it, that kind of stuff, I'm just like, if you're going to do it, do it well. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Because otherwise it's just embarrassing, really. Yeah. But, yeah, ridicule a lot less, I think. Okay. Uh, then, yeah, just people wanting to wear the clothes and stuff. There is a lot of, well, not a lot. I've seen a few people online selling, shops online selling, a lot of African print and things like that that look beautiful. So, and so I think hopefully there's a difference between people buying from these bands and supporting them and feeling comfortable wearing them without seeming like they're trying to be appropriation. I think there should be because what's wrong with that? I mean, I think about fashion, what creeps into fashion, like even the Indians, you know, the collars. Yeah. Some of those turbans. Yeah. Is that appropriation? Mm. Um, They creep into fashion. People like them. Yeah. Yeah. I think that what you said was right. The element of ridicule is important. Like if you're just trying to... Yeah, if it's just a fashion item that was from someone else, but you're wearing it now, I don't think that's the problem. Mm-hmm. I think if you do it poorly, if you're trying to, yeah, make fun of it or something, then obviously. Mm. Yeah, I know. And then this is just like a nice story because it's linked to that story, BBC. Inclusive fashion is the next big thing. So this is a fashion student with chronic pain condition. She's created a clothing range to help others who have hidden disabilities, which is interesting, right? Mm. So she has fibromyalgia, Mm. um, which causes fatigue, insomnia, and joint pain. And she designed, and her designs draw on the concept of pressure therapy. So they incorporate gentle compression on the shoulders and knees designed to offer a soothing pressure. And that helps secure clicky joints and prevents them from moving out of place and being uncomfortable. Also gives comfort to achy legs and makes the clothes soothing to wear, which I think is amazing. Yeah. But innovative, really. Innovative, very innovative. And she's even put in crystals, which symbolically represent diamonds, mm. uh, becoming stronger under pressure. So it's a symbol thing, really. Inclusive fashion, the next big thing. 
because she doesn't think people with hidden disabilities are catered for. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's amazing. So creative and clever. Oh, it's so clever. Her name is her name. Tegan Cook, a Nottingham Trent University student. At the ripe old age of 21. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, I know. Mm. And there is a particular niche for garments that consider wearers who have chronic pain or other things, other hidden disabilities. For sure. That was amazing. I just thought it was a great thing to, start, to share. And then we lead to, well, what would you do? Mm. Now, I just found some things and I just thought that was so interesting. And I'm just going to pick one, give it to you. Because you work in a hospital and these, these are actually from a guy that's a pharmacist. Oh, yeah. And he is a black man living in England. And he's really good at sharing his experiences and he talks about a lot in this space. He's cool. I follow him on LinkedIn. And I just thought, right, I'll, get, I'll put one of these to you, Meenal. <laughs> Funny, but not really. What would you do? Oh, we've had that. We've had that discussion before. I'll come back to that. Yeah. Let's see. Well, one of the things he talks about, so let's just say you've got registrars, right? Hmm. I'm making this up. I'm on the fly. You've got registrars and the learning, but the competent, the learning under supervision, right? The working under supervision. Hmm. And let's just say made an error, minor error, and you're in your presence. Yeah. And a colleague says, and this person's black, and the colleague says, was he foreign? You, t- you know, somebody's explaining to make this out. Somebody's like, was he foreign? Implying that that was related to the competence. I generally, I wouldn't I know what that meant. I probably, you, you know, because when you said it, I just, I'm like, what do you mean? Or, you know, like, it just, it's such a bizarre thing to say. Oh, I, I'd probably say, oh, do you mean he's from overseas? And I'd be like, oh, okay. What do you know? You should ask him. <laughs> I, I don't know what that would have to do with the mistake. No, but if, all right, let's just say you picked up on the subtlety that that was the the intention of the comment. Mm. So what, would you address that or would you not? Yeah, I would, depending on if they, you know, if they said, oh, yes, it would, it's it, like it's something to do with the fact that they're from overseas. <laughs> yeah, like that. Well, yeah. what, that's what I mean. What would you do if that's what the the intent? You know, that was the intention of that comment. What if it was? The, you could say it slightly differently. Yeah. Uh, you're talking about the area, and somebody says, "Yeah, they're foreign." Okay. Yeah. So my thing would be, I don't think that that impacts on you know what they've made mistakes. I can't even imagine a mistake that would. Oh, uh, maybe if they said something that was culturally insensitive or something you know yeah. um, I think like context yeah exactly yeah definitely but I think if they were being out and out oh no they're they're making a mistake because they're overseas like they're foreign and it had nothing to do with the mistake they'd made I'd probably just say I don't think that has anything to do with anything you know because yeah that doesn't seem quite 
right yeah so, it's interesting isn't it but i've got to read these because i just so i'm like it's not funny but it's funny and I, how to explain that is just it com- perplexes me um oh, it's pretty weird yeah so what he so what this guy's done is he's just released some snippets from his journal and like i say he's actually his name's steven he's an entrepreneur pharmacist and he's written a book yeah and he's still a pharmacist i think he like runs pharmacists for the government element but he's kept journals you know and he's written he as I'm reflecting on how far I've come as a proud, authentic black man living in a city that is 96% white. I dug through my journals and memories of my journey. So this, I just want to read them. 20 January 2001. Oh my word, what's happening? So this was the comment a staff member literally ran into hiding when three of us, all from Ghana, walked into a pharmacy for the first time. We had just qualified to practice pharmacy with the NHS and we were reporting to work for the first time. The shock and all the staff in seeing three black professionals together for the first time was too much for her to bear. <laughs> and then there's this, this one. Look, mummy, it's the devil. Oh, my God. <laughs> we just arrived in Plymouth, Devon, after qualifying to be pharmacists for the NHS. My cousin was taking a bus trip to work with a five-year-old child screamed to his mother when he saw him on the bus in the next seat. The woman, clearly embarrassed, apologized to my cousin. But instead of thinking, what exactly had the child seen in the past that enabled him to Very equate cool. black people to the devil? Oh, and this is July 2002. All right. July 2016. Don't worry. The only reason she got the job is a tick box exercise for the organization to appear diverse, not because she deserves it. Oh, my God. Yeah, and we've talked about that. She heard whispering and a friend consoling. So basically his wife, this is about his wife, got a job. And she was walking out of the interview down the corridor and she heard whispering in the corridor. A friend was consoling someone else who didn't get the job and was crying. And she heard the words, those words. Yeah. Anyway, May 2020, the look. We had this when we went shopping in one of Plymouth's biggest supermarkets just before lockdown. We were followed by the security guard throughout the shop for no apparent reason other than the fact that we were the only black people in the entire shop. 2020. 2021. Can you roll down your windows, please? Is this car yours? One of Plymouth's top black consultants in Derrickford, the city's main hospital, was driving home after a long shift. He was stopped by police for no apparent reason. He was driving a brand new car and was well within the speed limit. He introduced himself when asked they found nothing in the car. They apologized and waved him off. No apology or reason was given. 2021. 2017. Can you strip, please? The security guard asked me. I had been on a business tour to Kenya, Angola, South Africa, and Botswana in eight days. I was intercepted by police at Heathrow Airport and taken to a room downstairs after baggage reclaim. The entire contents of my bags were searched and I was asked to take off my clothes. Nothing was found and no apology. 2021. Why didn't I get a job? She asked. All her friends had applied for jobs. They had all been interviewed and gotten jobs. They had submitted their CVs online. She was at least as qualified as they were. She was in the top 10 in the whole of the Southwest for her exams. 
but she couldn't get a job. It also happened that she was the only one with an African name and she was only 16. 2023, April to this year. Was he foreign? This is the one that triggered my what would you do question. The first question that was asked when a healthcare colleague made an error as if being foreign had anything to do with his competence. Mm. September 2023, why can't she learn and speak English? A black refugee just escaped war-torn Sudan where she only spoke Arabic and wanted to buy some medication. I angrily replied and asked the one who asked the question, did people ask you why you don't speak Arabic when you went on holiday to Morocco? Can you smell that odour? I don't like black people. My friend, a coach, entrepreneur and speaker in the city, was sitting in a bus behind a child who was with what appeared to be his guardian. He went on and on about this throughout the whole journey on the bus. Apart from the guardian, he made half-hearted attempts to silence him. No one on the bus said anything, even though he could be heard by all passengers. Yes, being black has its burdens, and yes, every black person, even Michelle Obama, will tell you they have encountered racism. My black friends tell me the pressure they feel when they are practicing because inadvertently they would be referred to as foreign when an error was made, even though a majority of them spoke English fluently. They feel like they are carrying the weight of their black African, you know. Yeah colleagues on their shoulders but yes these are minority cases the vast majority of people i am encountered in this country have been caring living and accepting but i sometimes wonder whether it's because i have been privileged and now a black leader and a respected professional in a city that mm. is 96 percent white my godchildren are all white my closest friends in the city are white i'm just as home with my white friends as i am with my black friends yeah. and that's how i feel I think about the decent, highly educated graduate couple from Nigeria in my city who have been accepted to study in this country and were found homeless and sleeping on the street because the higher education facility had messed up their accommodation and no one was willing to help. They paid thousands in fees and tickets. Would that have happened if they were British or Ukrainian? Anyway, yeah, that was, I was interesting. And I, I just think I'm, I'm the same, I have privilege. For that reason well also because i'm mixed but racism doesn't elude me either but to see to hear about and see racism for people who are black really 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 gets to me really yeah. makes me angry anyway that was interesting wasn't it yes it was and i do sympathize with that whole they feel like they're representing all of black people or carrying that responsibility all the time to have to behave in a certain manner and to be good in a certain manner because you just can't be not good, you know? Because yeah. then, yeah, it just, it's, it's sad. And I think it might be the same for Aboriginal people as well. They've said the sentiment of, you know, I can't be angry and I can't be, you know what, everybody else is allowed to be but I can't because I have to be good because I'm representing all of all yeah. of them. Yeah, all of my ethnic group. Exactly. Yeah. Shocker. It's a shocker, Mino. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I'm trying to think if I had any 
incidents. In, I've had a couple in Australia, not many. Mm-hmm. It's more around when I was trying to find somewhere to live. Mm-hmm. I remember this guy, I was chatting to him on the phone. And he, I was going to share, have a, take a room in his place. Mm-hmm. And we talked a couple of times on the phone. He was all really like keen. He was like, yeah, come around, have a look. I think you really like it. You know, he detected that British accent. Obviously, he talked about that. When I showed up at that place, he opened the door and he, on the other see his face change. Wow. And he saw me. Right, yeah. I obviously, he didn't outright say anything, but then just knew yeah. that I wasn't getting that place. Yeah. So there's two stories, and we'll, we'll go with the nicer one. The first is he saw me and he was a black thing. He didn't want me to take the room because he just went downhill from there as soon as he opened the door. Or he thought it was so gorgeous, he couldn't possibly live with me. Yes. Can we take that one? Yes, let's take that one. Let's say that one. Complete, you know, possibility. Yeah, complete possibility. I was so gorgeous. Yes. That he couldn't possibly live with me because he wouldn't be able to concentrate or live his life. No, yes. You'd be a complete distraction. (laughs) Let's go with that one. He's living. (laughs) Yeah, I like that one better. Yes, definitely. Mm. Let's go with that one. Oh, jeez. Um, all right, hon, I think let's end it. It's me and I'll thank you for being great chatting to you as usual. Thanks for showing up. No problems. It's, been, it's been fun. And I wish everybody a Merry Christmas. Yeah. If you celebrate Christmas, if you don't, have a holiday. <laughs> yes, exactly. And Happy New Year. Because New we, Year. Yes. I hope 2024 is awesome for everyone. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. And I'll, I will see you soon, but nobody yes. else will hear you. No, no. Enjoy the new view of the new person. Oh, yeah. <laughs> see Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you have as much fun with us today as we did. If what you heard resonated with you, don't forget to show the love and like our YouTube channel, All One with Tracy G. Give us a five-star rating on whichever podcast platform is lucky enough to have this episode because they rock too. Feel free to email stories or questions at alloneinclusive at gmail.com and sign up for my newsletter if updating yourself about everything which goes down sounds like something right up your alley at tracygandu.com. Until the next time, see ya!